Welcome to Crime, Corruption, and Cocktails, the true crime podcast where we discuss cases that involve corruption and negligence from the people that we are expected to trust. These cases range from the police ignoring protocol to corporations placing people's lives in jeopardy in order to maximize profit. Today, I am drinking a mimosa. What about you, Del? Oh, that sounds absolutely delicious. I'm actually having a strawberry daiquiri. So we're both on the fruity round. Fruity. Yeah, we're doing a little morning uh, recording. So I'm not trying to go too hard yet. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. Let's get into it. On this week's episode, we will be discussing the drowning death of Natalie Wood. Her death has caused a lot of speculation over what actually happened to her. Was this a freak accident or something more sinister? On November 29, 1981, Natalie Wood drowned near Catalina Island off the coast of Southern California while vacationing during the filming of her next movie, Brainstorm. It was never officially determined how she ended up in the water, but many have speculated how a person who was afraid of water ended up on a dinghy in the middle of the night. Before we talk more about the circumstances of her death, let's back up some and talk about who Natalie Wood was and the other people on the boat. Natalie Wood was an American actress born to Russian immigrant parents on July 20th, 1938. Natalie was best known for her roles in Miracle on 34th Street, Rebel Without a Cause, and West Side Story. Growing up, Natalie was terrified of water. This seemed to stem from an accident that she had on set of The Green Promise at the age of 10. On the studio set, Wood was filming a storm scene where she had to run across the bridge. This stunt went wrong when the bridge collapsed and Wood ended up in the water. She hit her left wrist but managed to pull herself out. This incident, along with her mother being very superstitious about water, led Natalie to reportedly not even be able to use her own swimming pool and having nightmares about water. Her mother actually went to a gypsy and the gypsy told her mom that Natalie would drown. I think that's so fascinating and I'm kind of into superstitious things like that and I know if I was her, I would kind of have that fear in the back of my mind the rest of my life, too. Right. And I'm not the biggest superstitious person. But if I was told repeatedly from a young age that I was going to drown, I would also have a big fear of water. And she had a lot of weird run-ins and accidents with water, too. And I mean, you could say maybe the fear kind of led to those. Who knows? Natalie Wood married Robert Wagner twice in her life. The pair began dating when Natalie was 18 and Robert was 26, and it's been said that they were set up by their respective movie studios for publicity. Their first marriage lasted from December 28, 1957 until June 20, 1961, when they announced their separation, and they were divorced 10 months later on April 27, 1962. In between her first and second marriages to Wagner, she married Richard Gregson and had a child named Natasha, which was actually Natalie's nickname as a child. Wood separated from Gregson and rekindled her romance with Wagner in the beginning of January 1972. They remarried on July 26th of the same year on a boat and had a daughter named Courtney, and they remained together until Natalie's death. The boat trip in question began on November 27th with Natalie Wood, along with her husband, Robert Wagner, and Brainstorm co-star Christopher Walken. They boarded Wagner's yacht named The Splendor, and The Splendor's captain for the trip was Dennis Davern, a self-described close family friend of Robert and Natalie. On that night, 
Wood and Wagner began arguing, and Captain Davern took Natalie ashore on the boat's dinghy. And for those that don't know, the dinghy is like a small rescue boat, I guess you would say, that's attached to larger boat. And when they did go ashore, they stayed in a hotel together. And it's unclear if they stayed in one or two rooms. I've heard different things. And at first, Davern actually lied to the police about this entire incident. But during their initial investigation, police found evidence proving him wrong in that they did not spend the night of the 27th on the boat. On the evening of November 28th, 1981, at 10.30 p.m., the group boarded after having dinner at Doug's Harbor Reef on Catalina Island. The group is said to have enjoyed champagne, wine, and cocktails, and the evening manager, Don Whiting, said he was worried that the group was too drunk to make it back to the boat safely, and their waitress also said Natalie seemed to be in a bad mood that evening. It should be noted that night it was raining and the water was choppy. Around 11 p.m. on the 28th, the people on board noticed that Natalie was missing. At 1.30 a.m., the captain called to shore, and two hours later at 3.30 a.m., the Coast Guard was called. Many people questioned why it took four hours to call the Coast Guard. And at 7.30 a.m., Wood's body was found floating face down near an isolated cove named Blue Cavern Point. She was wearing socks, a nightgown, and a coat. It was reported that a woman heard another woman screaming for help during the time frame Natalie was missing. And Robert Wagner told police he and Natalie had fought about her spending time away from her family and that she had left Wagner and Walken alone to get ready for bed. The deputy medical examiner, Dr. Joseph Choi, performed the autopsy and found that when examining bruises on her arm, legs, and head, in addition to her elevated blood alcohol level of 0.14, her death was ruled an accident. Dr. Choi stated that her death was an accidental drowning as a result of her attempting to board the dinghy, named the Prince Valiant. The initial investigation into her death lasted just two weeks. In 2011, the L.A. County Sheriff's Department, our old friends, reopened the death investigation after Davern stated he lied to police. We'll get into those details a little later. And a year after that, in 2012, the L.A. coroner's office amended Wood's death certificate to change the manner of death from accidental drowning to drowning and other undetermined factors. This came after they determined some of her bruises may have been sustained before she drowned, but the coroners cannot definitively determine when the bruises were inflicted. In 2018, Wagner was named a person of interest in Natalie's death. A new HBO documentary, which I know you watched, Dell, I didn't get the chance to watch it, was recently released about Natalie Wood. During his interview, Robert Wagner gave the following account of the events surrounding the night that Natalie Wood died. The group had dinner on the shore and then went back to the boat. They opened a few bottles of wine. While drinking, Wagner and Walken started arguing about Wood's future in acting. During this time, Wood went downstairs to the stateroom to get ready for bed, and Wagner and Walken kept up this heated conversation. Wagner claimed the conversation calmed down, and he then went to look for Wood. He realized she was gone, and the dinghy was missing. When they couldn't find her or the dinghy on the shore, they called for help. And hours later, the Coast Guard found her body in the water. There are several theories associated with this case. This includes theories from two of the people that were on the boat. These theories are purely speculative and we may never know what really happened. We are not here to convince you of someone's guilt or innocence. 
all persons are presumed innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. The police thought Natalie was trying to leave the boat and get to shore because of the argument between Wagner and Malkin and accidentally drowned. This theory was alleged by coroner Thomas Noguchi and reported in the LA Times, but Noguchi slightly backpedaled on this theory in his 1983 book. Captain Darren wrote a book entitled Goodbye Natalie, Goodbye Splendor, in which he states his account of what happened on the night of Natalie's death, which differed from what he originally told to police in 1981. Darren alleges that Wagner and Wood got into a drunken fight after Wagner said to Walken, what are you trying to do, F my wife? Darren claims Natalie and Walken have been flirting on the trip. The shouting and noise from the fight were also heard by other witnesses on a nearby boat, and both they and Darren claimed the noise suddenly stopped. Darren believes that Wagner pushed Wood off the yacht to her death. He also claims Wagner essentially held him hostage following Wood's death so he would not begin a search for Natalie and cooperate with police, and that Wagner was sweaty and tussle like he had been in a fight. Davern cannot be considered the most credible witness because he waited years to come forward, lie to the police, and disclose many details to the media. Christopher Walken gave his theory of what happened during an interview with Playboy magazine. He stated, quote, What happened that night only she knows because she was alone. She had gone to bed before us and her room was at the back. A dinghy was bouncing against the side of the boat, and I think she went out to move it. There was a ski ramp that was partially in the water. It was slippery. I had to walk on it myself. She told me she couldn't swim. In fact, they had to cut a swimming scene from Brainstorm. She was probably half asleep, and she was wearing a coat. He then goes on to say that he thinks that Wood hit her head and fell into the water. When they couldn't find her, Walken says that he and Wagner assumed that Wood went to call the children as she had done on previous nights. Like we said, Robert Wagner believes Natalie accidentally drowned after attempting to tie the dinghy closer to the boat and fell into the water. Natalie allegedly complained that the dinghy hitting the boat was making too much noise. He also claimed that she probably slipped on the algae that was on the boat's swimming step. He talked about this in both of his autobiographies. Some other theories include that this was an accidental drowning caused by a suicide attempt. Author Suzanne Feinstein claims that Natalie had attempted suicide before, but this information has only been verified by Natalie's sister, Lana Ward, and they had a strained relationship. It should be noted that in a 2018 interview, Lana called Wagner to speak up about the truth. She previously had stated she didn't think Wagner would have intentionally hurt Natalie, but she understood that things can get out of hand when there's drinking and fighting. The most popular theory is that Wagner killed Natalie because he was jealous of her career success and alleged affairs she had throughout their marriages. This includes alleged affairs with Warren Beatty and Christopher Walken. His children believe in his innocence. So Jenny, what do you think happened to Natalie Wood? So we know for a fact she drowned. But it's just the question of how she got in the water. And that throws me off a little bit. So I am most suspicious of Robert Wagner having something to do with her death. If he felt threatened by Walken and was drunk, something violent definitely could have happened. I do believe if he was involved, he accidentally harmed her and tried covering it up by untying the dinghy. And I think my feelings are best summed up by Lieutenant Karina of the LASD, and in 2011, he said, quote, I haven't seen him, meaning Robert Wagner, tell the details that match all of the other witnesses in this case. I think he's constantly changed his story a little bit, and his version of events just don't add up, end quote. 
Even though Davern isn't 100% credible, his story lines up with other witnesses, and that really stands out to me. Wagner has changed his story about arguing with Wood. He said that him and Christopher Walken got into a heated debate and Natalie was just bored and that's why he left. And then he's also said, you know, they were fighting about Natalie's future. So what is it? Another reason I think Wagner is involved is because I just don't understand why Natalie would be on or near the dinghy by herself. We said she was terrified of water. She had many accidents with water before. And it just, it doesn't make sense to me. Why would she put herself in that type of position? I know she was drunk. She was very drunk at the time of her death, but I don't think the alcohol would really give her that much courage if she really was that afraid of water and drowning. And I know that the police initially thought she was trying to get off the boat and go into town, but why would she do that if she was in her nightgown? You'd think if she was going to go out, she'd get dressed up a little more. And why would she start the dinghy herself when Captain Davern had taken her into town the night before? when the fighting started. Wouldn't she have just asked him to do that again? And couldn't she have just asked him to tie the dinghy too instead of doing it herself? That's really what gets me the most, the her fear of water when we talk about this case. And I do agree that it is really suspicious that she would have anything to do with anything even close to her. I'm actually very suspicious of the fact that she was on the boat to begin with. And there was several accounts of her being on different boats before. So it's weird that there's so much evidence of her fear of water, but there's also some evidence of her having a slight comfortability with water. With that, I wonder... If maybe, so it's a yacht, it's a bigger boat. I wonder if she felt safe on that because it was so big and kind of enclosed, but I guess that's something we'll never know. I guess you could also argue too, maybe she was very comfortable with Robert Wagner and trusted him to keep her safe on this boat. That's, I believe that this is a case of an accidental drowning. When looking at the toxicology report, it did show that her blood alcohol levels were elevated. She has that fear of water that we've discussed, and there wasn't any real concrete evidence of a failing marriage. There were rumors in the windows, but no real concrete evidence as to why Robert Wagner would want to kill her. And if it was a thing of them having an argument, him and walking why wouldn't he harm walking why would he have an argument walking about wood and then go and kill wood that doesn't make too much sense while i agree that robert wagner acted in a suspicious way the fact that the people that know him best believe in his essence sways me in favor of believing that he had nothing to do with natalie's death i think that this is just one of those cases where what really happened is a freak accident. I really hope we can find out one day or another. I wonder, like, if something like this were to happen now, I wonder if the boat would have cameras. Oh, definitely. Just even as a security measure, it would definitely have cameras. Well, I guess the question becomes of if the cameras would have been operational for privacy reasons. Like, if you're going to go on vacation, do you want cameras lurking and watching you? You know, the paparazzi are really yeah. notorious for getting their hands on that type of information. So I know a lot of celebrities, they don't like being recorded in that manner, especially on a private vacation a good point. So the exact circumstances of Natalie Wood's death has been a mystery for almost 40 years. One of the questions that lingers around this case is whether Robert Wagner had anything to do with her death. This is in part because people are most commonly victimized by the people they are in a domestic relationship with. With a lot of these cases, there is assumption of guilt on the part of the spouse. So that's the idea. The husband did it. The wife did it. The boyfriend did it. 
And I'm sure we can name a handful of people who have killed their significant other. Drew Peterson, Scott Peterson. They're the first ones that come to mind for me. Spouses are always investigated by police because they are generally the people closest to the victim. And it's actually called intimate partner homicide. And more often than not, it's the wife or girlfriend who is killed in a heterosexual relationship. Generally speaking, most people are victimized by someone they know. Forensic psychiatrist Dr. Park Dietz says the most common motives for intimate partner homicide are anger, fear of abandonment, and sexual jealousy. And it's stated that these murders also usually follow an argument, which I will say it kind of lines up with some of what we're hearing about the Natalie Wood case. That is certainly true. Uh, If we look at them having an argument on the boat, and I think when looking at intimate partner homicides, you also have to look at external motives because it's typically not argument that they have that this happens. It's usually along a string of other incidents that has happened and some other things like you mentioned, some sexual jealousy, especially evidence of extramarital affairs when thinking of the Scott Peterson case. That happened because he wanted to get out of his marriage because he wanted to go off with um, his mistress, Amber. So whether that was evident in the Wood and Wagner marriage, that's still up in the air. I think this whole topic of the husband's always doing is very interesting. I think we're going to cover this later on the whole intimate partner homicide. Um, I will say this episode is going to come out in October and October is National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Uh, We can't really say for sure if there was domestic violence or if this was intimate partner homicide in Natalie Wood's case, but Keep that in mind. We'll probably post about that on our social media. So Natalie Wood's death was one of the scandals of the 80s, along with Chuck Berry's scandal when he was filming women and Ozzy Osbourne biting off the head of a bat. Her death was one of the first examples of how the modern media deals with celebrity death and scandal. There was a real sensationalism around her death, and her daughter Natasha believes the mystery around Natalie's death takes away from who Natalie was as a person and the life she led. Natalie was described as a kind woman who loved being a mom. She loved gardenias, and she loved butterflies. And Natalie would actually led a very sad and tragic life. Growing up, she didn't really have a sense of self because everyone was making decisions for her and she faced a lot of trauma. Her mom was what we would call now a stage mom. She was very obsessed with fame herself and she put her daughter in situations that she should not have been in. Um, And we'll talk about that a little later too, but it was a very toxic relationship. And if you search uh, Natalie Wood death, you'll actually get 38 million Google results. So that just goes to show what her legacy has become. And I guess you could say it's a little sad. I mean, Del and I weren't alive in the 80s. I've seen Rebel Without a Cause. I think that's the only movie I've seen from her. I'm not too familiar with her other than knowing that she drowned on a boat. And this is the case with a lot of people that sadly end up dying in a tragic manner, that their death overshadows any artistic acclaim that they had. I'm thinking of the Christina Grimey case also, or Dominique Dunn. People know them as murder victims, not as a singer and actress, respectively. Yeah, it's it's very sad. I want to share a little bit of an anecdote with the Natalie Wood death. So there's a display on Natalie's death at the Zach Bagan Museum in Las Vegas. I don't know if anybody knows him. He was on 
uh, I guess some kind of ghost hunting show. And I didn't necessarily go to this museum by choice, um, but I went to the museum a few years ago. And in the room that's about her death, you're made to feel like you're on a boat. Uh, I think from what I can remember, it's painted and there's some things in there that make you feel like you're on a boat and there's waves. And I remember kind of feeling like seasick, honestly, being in the room and feeling like I was moving. But there's also the room has artifacts from the actual boat. And I think different pieces of th- like different things that Natalie owned in her lifetime. I personally find Zach Bagan kind of exploitative and disingenuous. He has said that he really hopes that this case gets solved. And I'm not going to question that. But if you go to the museum, I think you'll understand what I'm saying. And I think that's connected to people's fascination over celebrity death. And there are several death tours, especially in Hollywood, where you can go to the different areas where people have died. And there's also been a fascination with Cedar sinai Hospital, because that has been the site of a lot of celebrity deaths, including Biggie Smalls. I didn't know that. I know I'm I'm familiar with some of those cemeteries. There's a lot of cemeteries in the LA area where a lot of famous people are buried. And I mean, it's a cemetery. You can just show up there and kind of look around. And going off this topic of cemeteries too, many people in general have a morbid curiosity with death and the afterlife. And I think that's even more heightened with celebrities. You know, we think that they all lead these fabulous, glamorous lifestyles. And even in death, their death is still, you know, glamorous, mysterious, something of interest. The fear of dying is very common. And these stories are almost a brush with death, reading about a celebrity's, you know, a celebrity that drowned off this fabulous yacht. Death is something we kind of want details on, but it's nothing we want to actually experience. And like I said, some people get this sense of exciting danger from reading these articles. So I remember growing up, VH1 and E would have these compilation series called 100 or 101 Most Shocking Moments. And I remember that a lot of those entries were dedicated to deaths. So you had the death of Eazy-E, Lisa Lopez. You had the Princess Diana death, Michael Jackson, John Lennon. And those are definitely the ones that got the most attention. And Unfortunately, when you look at replays, it also got the most replays because those were the entries that most people wanted to rewatch over and over again. I grew up watching those shows too, so it's funny you mentioned that. I remember learning so much about pop culture and celebrity culture from those. And going off that, we I feel like we don't really live in a time of celebrity culture anymore. Like I feel like that peaked in like the mid 2000s, early 2000s. Um, And now with social media, maybe that's why we don't really have that. And social media has played a new role in how we communicate about celebrities and how we grieve their deaths. We've mentioned before, I think on the John JonBenet Ramsey case, people really want to feel connected to someone when they pass, regardless of how close they were. Um, Many people, I know when I go on Facebook or social media and us major celebrity passes, like my entire news feed is filled with articles and pictures And I know that some people are genuinely, you know, connected to these people. Their music has changed their life. A movie really made an impact. Anything like that. Um, I think it is very interesting to talk about. I like ghost stories and I wouldn't say I'm like interested in death, but I do like spooky things. I like going to cemeteries. I'm not sure if I would do the celebrity ghost tour. 
or celebrity death tour. And surrounding the media frenzy about Natalie's death, there were several conspiracies about the people that were connected to Natalie. Again, this is all speculation and we are not endorsing any of these conspiracies. Del and I love a good conspiracy, so be on the lookout for some more conspiracy-related content. But one of the major conspiracies that kind of plagued Natalie Wood's life and marriage was Robert Wagner's sexuality. Lana Woods has claimed that Natalie's first marriage to Robert ended because he was having an affair with a man and that Natalie actually walked in on this happening. I believe it was their butler. And it's been said that Natalie lied about having an affair with Warren Beatty to protect Wagner in his career. Being anything but straight in Hollywood in the late 50s would definitely have ended his career. Wagner has denied all allegations of bisexuality, but rumors of his sexuality were rampant before they were even married. And going back to the beginning, we said that Robert and Natalie were kind of set up by their agencies for publicity. So maybe I'm not going to question anybody's sexuality. That's not, I think, a decent thing to do. But maybe, you know, the studios felt threatened and they didn't think the public would want to see movies with someone who was bisexual, even if it was just a rumor. So they set Natalie up with him to kind of calm everybody's nerves. So, in addition to the conspiracy about Robert Wagner's sexuality, there was also a rumor about Frank Sinatra's connection to this. They were close friends. After Natalie's autopsy in late 1981, Frank Sinatra was enraged that coroner Noguchi had disclosed at a press conference that Sinatra's very good friend, Robert Wagner, had a heated altercation with Walken before Natalie disappeared. And he actually pressured the board of supervisors to fire Noguchi, and he did so in a scathing letter insisting that coroners, quote, should be seen and not heard, end quote. And they actually did fire Noguchi after this. The Board of Supervisors are the ones that handle all the city employees. So that's why they had the power to fire Noguchi after Sinatra's letter. And this was alleged by Suzanne Finstead, who wrote um, Natalie Wood's biography. She um, made this allegation in an article for LA Magazine. Sinatra allegedly kept a surveillance on Natalie at points during her life. Like Dell said, um, they were close friends, and I've read that they he kind of viewed her as a daughter, but their friendship relationship started off very inappropriately. As a teenager, Natalie was brought to Sinatra's house for a cocktail and pushed onto the then 38-year-old Sinatra by her mother. Like we said, Natalie Wood's mom was very toxic and fame-hungry. This was not the only man she was doing this with. She really wanted Natalie to get ahead in life, and she thought she could do this by getting her close to these powerful male celebrities and figures. So after they had met, Frank Sinatra claimed that he gave Natalie Wood private singing lessons, but many believe this was a cover for a sexual relationship between the two. So when you look at all the parties involved in this case, it's hard not to think about how the rich and famous are treated by the police. And I think one of the things that I tend to think about 
is how the police were seemingly tiptoeing around Wagner. Wagner was a really big star in the 80s. He was starring in a television show called Heart to Heart with his co-star, Stephanie Powers. And that was also some point of contention, allegedly, in his relationship with Natalie because some believe that Natalie was jealous of the relationship that Wagner had with Stephanie. And it could be seen that the... Los Angeles Sheriff's Department, our great friends, were possibly trying not to anger him. And that kind of makes sense. Um, I mean, we had, he's a very powerful person. He has these powerful connections. If Frank Sinatra is on his side defending him and trying to truly withhold details and punish someone for making details, not necessarily public, but including them in the investigation, the details of the fight. And if we want to talk about this too, Robert Wagner is a rich white man. Maybe they'll go easier on him. And, you know, if they're, if the police are a big heart to heart fan, maybe they're a little starstruck. So we've seen several examples of no matter how much evidence is presented against a celebrity, they seem to not be affected by it whatsoever. And they ended up getting acquitted when a regular non-celebrity would have definitely been thrown in jail few examples of this are the oj simpson case many believed he got off on that because he was a celebrity the ted kennedy car accident i forget i don't know if this was like the 50s or something we're gonna i think do an episode on this but ted kennedy um part of the famous kennedy family was in a car accident that killed a young woman in massachusetts and it's believed he got off because of his family's status and wealth Harvard law professor and lawyer Alan Dershowitz actually said, quote, every celebrity case I've been involved in, I've been involved and I've been involved in a great many. The one thing you can be sure is that they don't get the same justice as everybody else, end quote. And that can be done. There's many reasons this could happen. And one of the major ones is that celebrities can afford better lawyers than the average person. And many lawyers, judges, etc. involved in these cases, see them as career-making maneuvers. The spotlight's on them. You need to be on your best behavior because a lot of things can come from it. So when looking at a death of a celebrity, always remember that this is the death of an individual that has a family, that has people that loved and cared about them. And while I think that we owe it, to our audience to make sure that we're talking frankly and openly know that we always try to make sure that we have the most tact when talking about these cases yeah we often deify celebrities and worship them and we don't see them as people i mean we're not physically connected to them other than seeing them on a tv and we see usually the best of them when we do see reports on them so that wraps up this week's case thank you for listening Let us know in the comments what you think happened to Natalie Wood. Make sure you click the subscribe button. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday with a new episode. And make sure to leave us a five-star rating and review. Follow us on Instagram at Crime Corruption Cocktails and Twitter at Charade Inc. And please consider donating to our Patreon. This helps us get better equipment and brings higher quality content to you. We appreciate any amount you can give. This is Jenny and Dell signing off. Stay safe.